I'm a firm anti-greener on St. Patrick's Day. Now wow. I just consistently forget. <laughs> so, okay. I was gonna say I was like <laughs> I thought you were gonna bring are, some like deep reason. Like I can't I can't wear, wear some green like on cultural Day, but... like yeah matter of principle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back everybody to the evangelization journal i'm here uh zachary ratliff here with my dynamic co-host adam adam how are you doing no, it's good to be here zachary i'm doing wonderful how are you today? <laughs> uh, i am doing very well very well how are things good. over at um at uh the panther land at odu ohio dominican the panther land i haven't heard that one <laughs> i just yeah, made the it panther up. land is uh it's good it's good it's it's pretty solid um it's the uh you know st patrick's day it's a beautiful sunny day out here yeah. we've got a we are filming green on around. st patrick's day building we are recording on st patrick's day um, it's, yeah recording um, well we're, yeah. we're filming too but <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um what uh yeah do you guys have spring break coming up soon or so we have no spring break it's supposed to be last weekend uh but we Uh, have a sort of extended easter break so the last week of march no class whole week the entire week it's gonna be crazy yeah so it's gonna be awesome they they say no spring break but they're basically just moving that to holy week exactly yeah okay so we're still losing two days from what we usually would get off, but I'm not complaining. I, I think it's, it's so, gig. ah, so Easter Monday, you still have school and yes, good exactly. Friday uh, or sorry, good yeah, Friday. Good you, you would have had off anyways, but you yeah. especially don't have it off this time. Yeah. It's like we get two, two days off in one day. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Dang. I always appreciated having Easter Monday off. It's yeah. always just like a little extra, <clears throat> but it is a good time. It'll unprecedented last. times. These, these unprecedented, unprecedented. times. <laughs> That's the word unprecedented. I, the I hot hate word it right so now. much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't, yeah, you just, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. How, how about you? How are, how's the world of Zachary Ratliff been? Good. Uh, yeah. Things are good. Um, a lot better this week than they have been, um, which is really good. Um, yeah, so, um, a lot of transition right now. So I, uh, decided to step down from my job at St. Edwards as a youth minister. Um, so just moving on to some new things. Um, yeah, so th- that's been exciting, um, and bittersweet, you know, just, um, yeah, having, having to move on, say bye to people that, I've really enjoyed knowing for the past couple of years. So um, that's been good as well. Transitioning to a new living situation. So getting like a, trying to find a house to buy, which is pretty and wild. Oh, but yeah. speaking of unprecedented times, the housing market is insane right now. I don't know it's if crazy. you know anything. Yeah, there's like, because obviously no one wants to move because it's a pandemic. So <laughs> um, yeah. 
or or people walking in their house right while they're not there so <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so like showing off their house as they're trying to sell it so not a lot of people are putting their houses on the market um and so they are yeah so there's not a lot of houses out there and so anyone who wants to buy a house is just like there's too many people not enough houses and so everyone just like the prices just get super jacked up um so literally like yeah. like there like there are a lot of houses that i like i see in the market and i'm like okay that house is definitely like overpriced and then it gets sold for even more than that <laughs> like like twenty thousand dollars more than it than than the overpriced asking price so that's crazy um yeah, i heard so houses are, are going in like six hours yep that also so. They just go up yeah yeah such a buyer's market so, such such unprecedented times you know unprecedented. So, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that was fun <laughs> so we're, we're still looking obviously and honestly we might just be like let's just rent this year and then <laughs> once things are closer to normal at least then we can uh yeah we can like actually look for a house to buy so so all good things you know i think just being grateful for yeah well it's good all the good things so that's awesome yeah how are things with the gf the gf uh pretty good um <laughs> how often do you guys see each other yeah uh we try to every two weeks or every other weekend cool. um I, so i didn't see her last weekend but i saw her the weekend before and then i'll see her on saturday so yeah nice. it's good last the last time i saw her i went home two weekends ago and she lived somewhat close to me so she also went home and then uh yeah we just hung out did some stuff with my family I uh, had dinner together a couple times. It was awesome. Just, just very, very chill. Fun. You know, no, that's that's really good. You, you got to meet her. I tell her all the time, like you got to meet Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> is is she a listener to the podcast? Um, no. Does that mean you haven't told her, or does that just mean like she knows she about it? Listen? She doesn't cry though. <laughs> Like she, That's I don't fair. think she would listen unless it's like, "Hey, listen to this." But she knows about <laughs> it. She knows it's out there. But I see. She gotcha. she would wait to be invited in. I see. I see. Yeah. Maya's a diehard listener. So diehard. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what do you mean? What does that look like? What's a diehard listener? <laughs> I just kidding. I don't know. She's like she's she, she knows. Yeah, she has a t-shirt. She knows it's coming, and she'll she'll just wait. You know. No, I'm just That's kidding. awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, yeah. But should we just jump into it? Yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's dive Sweet. in. All right. Um, topic, Adam. How? Uh, yeah. What's the What's the Holy Spirit been speaking to you about evangelization recently, or what's yeah. he been doing? Yeah. So, um, I've been going through kind of like a turbulent interior time in the last like couple weeks with just like making a lot of decisions about the future and um, mm. feeling like things are not stable um i'm also being influenced by the soul of the apostolate i'm about halfway through right now um wow. fast yeah, reader yeah i'm just trying to be consistent through it um so i'm really thinking about like how the interior life and exterior exterior life relate yeah and um, I kind of have been seeing this come out 
in like the youth ministry I've been doing. Um, I've just been really, I don't know, we, we, we kicked our youth group back into full swing. So because of COVID, we were doing just like a holy hour every Sunday, but now we're back into full swing with like uh, a couple hours with like games, praise and worship and um, everything else. And I also helped with the middle school youth group um, a few weeks ago. And in that middle school youth group, I had the time of my life. I'm not going to lie. Middle schoolers are just, they're, they're so fun. They're so rowdy. And, uh, but in that time, um, I had sort of the turbulent interior part of my heart come out in what I was doing. And before the, well, like during the youth group, when people were playing games, there was this guy eating pizza. His name was Bryce. He was awesome. He was probably in like seventh grade. And I just sat with him and was talking and it was just like kind of small talk, but it was just cool because he was talking and a lot of the junior high kids like weren't really wanting to talk to me as much. Um, And I just realized like just loving him just by talking to him and like treating him as as an equal is like what I was called to in that moment. Um, But I think a lot of times I walk away from conversations when I'm trying to be intentional and if I like, I don't talk about prayer, I don't talk about Jesus or I don't like bring it to a conversation to a deeper level. Like I sometimes feel like I failed. Um, mm. And I think sometimes when I do have conversations with like people on the college campus, I feel like I should try to bring things to, to a deeper level, but I don't. And like that actually probably is failure. Um, but I just have this tension of like, when should I act uh, when should I not say something? When should I? And it's just something I've been, I mean, everybody deals with this who's um, active in evangelization, but uh, yeah, it's just attention I have, like when to be bold and when not to be bold. Um, and I figured you'd have some great thoughts about this and we could talk about it. So yeah, yeah. What right off the bat, what are your first thoughts about that? I mean, I've definitely been there. It's so funny. When I graduated ODU and I thought about it a little bit more and I'm like, I, I it might have been when I was reading Soul of the Apostolate 2 yeah. um, where I just kind of realized, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I think a lot of people, there was definitely like a group of people who like knew that that at ODU I was involved, you know, and I was yeah. all these different things and um you know, like, I think I just developed a lot of really good relationships with people such that, like, they would talk about me to, like, their friends and stuff like that. And, um, which I'm honored, you know, that God would use me in that way to, like, yeah, to be a witness in that way. But also, at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute, like, have I been... Like... (sighs) is my name more famous than Jesus's name? You know, like, like, have I been focusing more on like developing friendships with people? Have I been focusing more on that than on um, helping people find a friendship with Jesus? Right. And yeah, I think that struck me. I, I think there are a lot of relationships and people that I was like, yeah, afraid to like step into um yeah to yeah to 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 take to a deeper level you know and and it's it's hard uh yeah because on one hand i'm like it's hard because 
like to, to share that part of yourself is like a really deep part. Right. And yeah. Um, part of me doesn't want to share that with just every Joe Schmo that I meet, you know, I was thinking like concentric circles, you know, where you have the people who are closest to you, you share the most with, and the people that are furthest out, you, you know, you don't share as much with, and there's something sort of natural about that. And that that's okay. I think. So, yeah. So that part of me says, you don't need to like reveal the deepest, darkest secrets of your heart, you know, (laughs) to like to those people Um, or the, every fruit you've had in that every gift and fruit that you've had in prayer, you don't need to like share with everybody. Um, But on the other hand, it's like, 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 why are we limiting? Yeah. Why are we holding back? (laughs) Yeah. Like that. Why are we holding back these gifts from like people, you know, like if we, if we really love, if we love people with, with, with the same love that Jesus or that the father loves them, then why, why would we hold that back? You know? Yeah. Um, and definitely, definitely in some ways I like feel sort of torn, you know, but I think, yeah. So there's a balance between, between that, but also like does, I don't know if evangelization necessarily, like in, in particular this way that um, Dom Shoutard, Shoutard talks about in Soli Apostolate and about this, like, overflowing of the interior life right that 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 becomes um that becomes the exterior life i don't know if that necessarily needs to be um if that is like you sort of your own personal kind of stuff you know like sharing the gospel can involve witness you know and your own personal testimony with it and that's really powerful and really good I think to say that like evangelization is only effective if you're sharing. Yeah. Like everything. I don't think that's true either. Yeah. As, as I've been thinking about and wrestling with it, I think I've just been realizing that there's more to share than I really, I, yeah, I guess that then, then I realized then like, I don't need to share everything. Yeah. But I can, there's still a lot that I can't share. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense there's just kind of a spectrum of like sharing too much and like not sharing enough basically. And you're saying you're like, where are you at? Personally? Or yeah, you like what's mean... your, what do you think ideal ideologically? Well, in, in the middle, right? <laughs> right in the middle. Okay. I was just, I was waiting for you to tell me when to stop waving my hand back and forth in the spectrum. Oh. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Stop right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, like I just did this uh, last Sunday. So we had like a Bible study. Um, it was, it was really beautiful, honestly. Um, he's this one kid who's, uh, I don't think he's come this year at all. And he came like, uh, quote unquote illegally, you know, last year he was a seventh grader last year and we only, we only do eighth grade to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So he snuck in last year. Nice. Um, and so I had met him and I was like, oh, sweet. Um, and as we like had our Bible study, he he just started talking a little bit. I can't remember what triggered it or whatever, or what we were talking about that made him start start on this. But he was talking about like, yeah, I've, I've really been wanting to get back into my faith because he had gone to a Catholic school, but then moved and now he's going to a public school and just has not found anybody to really 
talk about his faith with, to like share that with. Um, and so it's really, yeah, fall into a lot of habits like swearing or yeah, just doubt and different things. Um, and this year as he's seeking confirmation um, has been really committing himself to better. Yeah. To, to be better um, like in, in his faith. Um, he, he was just kind of opening up a bit about that. And I, then I just started sharing about how, um, like when I was in, you know, high school, um, and even in eighth grade too, um, I started to see a lot of, um, acceleration in my life and, um, yeah, a lot more fruit in, in like my spiritual life when I started praying every day. And then I used that as an encouragement to like, like, Hey, can we, as a small group, can commit to like whatever it is 15 minutes you know like that's not really that difficult um yeah yeah could we do that this week and they were kind of like i don't have a lot of time but and i was like can you commit to this and they're like (laughs) yeah i can do it i was like even if it's just like listening to this 15 minute meditation you know in the car like and if you're actually like listening and praying with that then that then that 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 is prayer right yeah um yeah. even if it's not the most even if it's not the most ideal right yeah so and it's not like i had to go super deep into like my yeah all the different things which i don't even i'd have to like look back at my journals and like remember what the heck was going in my eighth grade mind yeah <laughs> so <I> was <laughs> trying to develop a prayer life for like the first time um but, but, but that's the thing because he initiated it, right? He started yeah, talking exactly. about that. And because we were in a context of like a Bible study, this is where you share about those kind of things. So it just yeah. makes more sense for that way. Um, but then the question about um, how do you initiate that in a way mm-hmm. that makes people feel comfortable, right? Or not judged, right? Because if you just say like, oh, have you been praying every day? I mean, yeah. like, I don't want to yeah. answer that because the answer is no, <laughs> you know, yeah. especially as a middle schooler. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, initiating that I think is, which I, I honestly think just being upfront about it, you know, and this kind of goes into what I would, what, yeah. How the Holy spirit has been convicting me more about evangelization. Oh, um, yeah. Let's tie it in. Yeah, it's a, it's a good tie-in. So good on time. Friday, or I guess it was a couple of Fridays ago, um, went back to the old stomping grounds at ODU um, and prayed with. <clears throat> there was a group of students that was that were wanting to, um, yeah, pray with people on the quad, and so, uh, yeah, so we just like put out a sign and just said like, "Need prayers? Can we pray for you?" Something like that. I don't remember. I don't even remember what it was. Um, yeah, as people kind of kind of like walked by or we're actually in like in Sansbury Hall. And so people walk through there a lot. And so we as people would walk in and be like, hey, do you want some candy? And they'd be like, oh, sure. So and then we asked them like, hey, we're just out here praying for people. Anything we can like pray for you for or, or anything you want to ask God? Yeah. And then sometimes they'd be like, uh, not really. Or I'd be like well, is there anything like you need help with? Right. And then, so then they're like, yeah, my grades or something like that. And yeah. Classic. I'd be like, sweet. Can we pray right now? And then, yeah, we just launched into like a prayer. Um, and we just pray with them. And a lot of people were really encouraged by that. And some people were being like, 
like wow this is awesome you guys are doing this you know or something like that yeah i think that was a good in for people because they knew what we were there for so it's not like <laughs> like we're here to like yeah. pray for people it's not like we're sneaky subversive or something like that um yeah but at the same time i think people were the i think people were comfortable to like yeah yes to that right and say so like we're yeah. not gonna like this isn't like pushing some sort of belief on you this is just yeah asking for for help from from god so it's not fancy or anything or you don't have to have some deep interior life to do this right it's really really simple um and so that was yeah that was good and then we even like asked some people like hey if we like if we like do something together would you or you know if there's any like can we grab your number you know or could we follow up or something i don't remember how we talked about it but yeah um yeah and they were like oh for sure so it was i I was honestly really impressed with how many people were on like how many people we ran into that were on board you know and said like yeah i want to be a part of this so i think it was really good and i think that's what i was most encouraged by and like what struck me the most was that like people were pretty open to like yeah to pray even if they were on their way like to do something else i think i project fear that like um that that they're not gonna want this or that they're gonna be turned off by this and that just wasn't the case <laughs> and, yeah and the thing is i'm i'm sure that there are people you know out there who are like no 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 no, i don't want any of that you know yeah there <laughs> are for sure <laughs> there are yeah. um and that's fine you know well, it's not fine, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you just pray for the Holy Spirit to open exactly. their hearts. So yeah, um, yeah, but I think the more upfront you can be about about it, to say that like, so it's like we're in Bible study, we're supposed to share and talk about how the Scripture is striking us, what the Holy Spirit is talking about. So then that like, yeah, like like that's the end or you have a sign that says need prayers or can we pray for you? Right. Then like people know like, okay, like if, if I'm going to walk over there, <laughs> I've got to be ready to, <laughs> to, I have to know what I'm going to say, you know? Yeah. Um, or like, or I, I know that this conversation is going to end up being something about faith. Right. To say the least. Right. Yeah. There's the expectation is there. And even at like a youth group thing, you know, I mean, people go there and they know this is at a church, you know, I'm here with other people who are part of the church. Uh, One thing I wanted to do this year, which I didn't get to do, um, was I I heard about a focused missionary at a different university and that's what he did. So to just like be more upfront, open, you know, start conversations, you know. With people is that they had like a they went out they went out on the quad and they had like a cardboard cutout of pope francis and then like a big whiteboard and they just said like what would you say to pope francis that was literally it <laughs> and so wow. people would walk by and then you know and it's fun because it's funny because it's the pope right um <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's it's funny but also it's like obviously catholic right it's pope yeah. francis and a lot of people really like pope francis um what were the results of that what were what were people saying on the whiteboard uh, that's a good question 
I was not there. Um, okay. But I think some, <laughs> I think some, I mean, there was the whole spectrum, right? Of yeah. people saying, yeah. Apparently some girl came up and said like, thank you for, you know, like I would just thank him for how he's like, whatever, being more accepting of same-sex unions or something like that <laughs> and so it's obviously misread them but then they like start yeah. a conversation about that you're like oh like i'd have to think about how i'd want to respond to something like that that would start a conversation you know yeah um or be ready for that yeah but i, I think the yeah the main point is that like you make it obvious <laughs> that you're here to talk yeah. about faith right and i think yeah sometimes i think um I, I think the, the excuse I used to make for to myself and when I was at ODU was that I would say that like, oh, this is a relational ministry, right? And I'd say like, I'm building relationships with people so that I can later cash in and like talk about faith. And I think that happened occasionally, but not near enough as it was supposed to, right? Yeah. Um, like, I think I, maybe I would say like, oh, I was at mass. I couldn't be here or something like that. Um, yeah. Just like bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or something like that. Or, and that was probably the extent of the conversations about faith that I had. Yeah. Cause, cause I think he, the, the focus missionary thing, I, I think his biggest thing was like, I just want people to know that we're here and present on campus and like doing yeah. Bible studies and doing all these things. So but I think what I like about praying for people is that then there's like, like, it's not only that you're making yourself known that like there's a group on campus that prays for people or that is faith based. I don't know. Um, but that also that like, we, I don't know, you're actually introducing people to Jesus, right? You're exactly. Yeah. Initiating conversation, conversation with him, not just amongst each other. And I think that's what um, I like about that. It also helps if, I mean, if they're interested in praying more or getting deeper into prayer, uh, you kind of walk with them through that process and like teaches them how to pray. It can even Mm. like, yeah, they can be like, oh, like prayer can be simple. It doesn't have to be this daunting thing that uh, it's hard to understand. It's just, it's just talking to God. Mm -hmm. So it's true. yeah. Yeah. There's just so many excuses not to do it. And <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fact is like, it's just what we're made for. And yeah, it's really not that hard. And people really aren't that turned off by it, you know? Yeah. Um, at least not as much as we, I think we tend to think. So yeah. What's been one of your favorite parts in Soul of the Apostolate so far? Um, there is a metaphor uh, that talked about how in the church we need more people who are reservoirs rather than channels. And the analogy was kind of like uh, waters, like God's grace and like the presence of God. And a lot of people, well, people could be concerned with just like giving that to others. And they're more like channels where the water flows through them onto the other person. Um, but the author was discussing as well as he was quoting a pope who said we need more reservoirs in the church who are people that are just filled with god's grace and they're just they just are overabundant um and i i thought of like this metaphor a lot um where like i was like oh i need to go to prayer and get like poured into and then i'll i'll go pour out but it's really like 
God can just like fill you up and fill you up and fill you up. And the human person's just so vast. Like our interior life can be so massive um, and beautiful that we don't need to just get something to give it away, but we can just get that thing, that grace from God and dwell in it um, and invite others into that with us. So that kind of, I was like, wow, like every time I go to prayer and deepen my relationship with Jesus, um, that is what is giving me the strength and the ability um, to go and do exterior works. It's not like I need to go to Jesus and get something just to give it away, but his grace actually can just accumulate within us. Um, so I, I've been thinking about that probably every day since I read it. So that was just really impactful. It's just yeah, a beautiful thing. Yeah, reservoirs. It's a beautiful thing because it's just like, yeah, he just he can just like dwell within us more and more and more and more. What what do you think? Yeah, I think that's really good. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I'm just um I'm trying to remember that passage. I think I have a book over here. Yeah, it's it's earlier on. Um yeah, I think I had come across it before. Um, I'm just trying to remember what what he was talking about and why, um, like, why is it not good to be a channel, you know, or what's the, what are the cons? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually St. Bernard, not, not, not a Pope. It says, if, is there anyone who does not know St. Bernard's saying to apostles, if you are wise, you will be reservoirs and not channels. The channels let the water flow away and do not retain a drop. But the reservoir is first filled and then without emptying itself pours out its overflow, which is ever renewed over the fields which it waters. How many there are devoted to works who are never anything but channels and retain nothing for themselves but remain dry while trying to pass on life-giving grace to souls. Yeah, like if I, I, I think I kind of see what he's saying. Like if you like if you think of like I think about this with like catechists, like your normal parish catechists, you know, yeah. they uh, you know they teach all these things, you know, and unfortunately, there's just like the our generation and the generation before us were like super uncatechized and they just colored pictures of Jesus loves you, you know, and yeah. that was their, that was their CC. That was their, that was the extent of their religious education, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're like learning as they go, as they're trying to teach this thing. And that's just not, it just doesn't work because yeah. Cause none of this has affected them in a way that they can pour out to other people. And so they just kind of pass it along like a channel. Right. I, yeah. Uh, and it just doesn't bear fruit, right? No, it doesn't. At least not the fruit that, yeah. I just think about so many people who just go to mass because that's what they're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Or, you know, and it it's never impacted them um, in, interiorly. And so, like, if, if what you, you are what you, you pass on what you are, you know? And so exactly. if you are uncatechized and unimpacted by the truths of our faith, by the person of Jesus, that's, you're not going to pass on anything that is, yeah. You're not going to pass on intimacy with Jesus. If you don't, if you yourself have none. Yeah. That, have that you, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else in that book that you were like, this at home with me as well. Anything in this book that I liked? 
yeah that was like oh that stuck with you or you think of oh or impacted gosh. you i mean it's everything of when he's talking about um multiple times he talks about um i don't know where you are now i'm about halfway through as well every time he talks about the like club for boys that like um i can't remember if it was like he was a part of it or he just had his interview it sounds like as well he like talked to some of them but every time that he just hammers home about like the fact about um like we don't have bands you know and I guess that was just a huge thing. I have no idea. He just keeps yeah. talking about it. <laughs> these like concert, these brass, you know, ensemble concerts. Yeah, he just says like we don't have any of that, and we have like some of the the largest and most successful like Catholic like boys groups, you know, like youth groups, basically. Yeah. Um, and I just think about that so much, and like how much I tend to focus on. Like, oh, this has got to be fun. And (laughs) yeah, um, yeah, all these things that aren't the interior life that are not, yeah, not impacting um, people. Yeah, because, yeah, which I mean, like, they get get people there. Have have you gotten to this part about, um, he tells this story when he was, like, interviewing the priest and the priest and... So I guess what happened is, so he's talking and then all of a sudden he says, listen, you were up in the attic and saw the band instruments that I too thought indispensable when I started out. Well, in a moment, the band we have today will be coming this way. You will, you will be able to judge for yourself. And then there's like a bunch of like kids that come by and they have, they're like faking all these instruments and like just kind of being goofy. Right. Um, and then um so then they go to the statue of Mary and they're like, on your knees, men, said like the leader. And he's like a boy, you know, and he says, let's sing an Ave Marie Stella to our dear mother and say a decade of the rosary. And so then they sing it, you know, and pray a decade. Um, and then they go off to like play some game. Right. And then a couple of them go and go to adoration, you know, in front of the blessed sacrament. Um, and it's just... Uh, there's like a description of like the, the like the leader i think that's really big really it was really big for me oh he says so the 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 leader of the group he says to the to the to, to the author he says look you see that fellow marching backwards at the head of the gang waving a stick like an orchestra leader and now putting it up to his lips and playing it like a clarinet He is a non-commissioned officer on leave and one of our most energetic workers. He does his best to get communion to, yeah, to get to communion every day, but above all, he never misses his half hour of mental prayer. This real saint is also a terrific joker and he knows how to use all his talents to see that the games we use as our means don't get dull. He has no limit to his original ideas. And so he keeps all these little fellows happy all the time, but nothing escapes his adjutant's eyes or his apostle's heart and so i think so like we don't need all these games and things like that because there's something about being a christian and like knowing jesus that you know gives us joy and gives us lightheartedness and you know creativity that is so unlike anything else you know um 
and I think about our time at Damascus, you know, and um, all the crazy things we do with kids while they're waiting in line, you know, um, for like the showers or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also a necessary part of evangelization too. Um, the interior life bears fruit in those ways. Not, and not only our conversations with people, um, but also the joy and welcoming hospitable demeanor that we have with people when we ask them, Hey, would you like to pray or together or something like that? Or how can we pray for you? Something like that. Um, and so, yeah, there's something really important about um, joy and that that is changed when we really have a fruitful interior life, I think. Um, yeah. so I think that that's what struck me recently um, when reading that. Is that because like, let's say he wasn't there or let's say maybe he was there, but like maybe he did go to like adoration and stuff like that. He went to mass every day or whatever, but it never like it changed him inside and never made him that joyful, you know, creative, you know, teen or whatever. Yeah. Like no, no one's going to come and hang out with some guy who's just a jerk, you know, yeah. <laughs> no matter how deep his interior life is. So yeah. That's real. Um, at least, well, I think I would, I, I would probably say is that like, like it, his interior life isn't really that deep, right? Yeah, um, certainly. Because then, because has he met who he met Jesus, right? Um, who said, "Let the little children come to me," you know? So yeah. Um, so that also strikes me um, as something really important in evangelization. What do you think about that? Um. I just think of, uh, I think a lot of times um, for me, I, and just the circles I'm in, like we do a lot, think like, oh, we got to have snacks and we got to have like the craziest games and stuff, which is a good means, like he was saying, potentially, um, but like that shouldn't be the focus. And yeah, I just remember back to when I was young and I would meet like, a net missionary or someone who's just like really into their faith as a, as a, especially, I guess, a youngster. Um, it's just like you meet those people and it just impacts you. Like I remember this guy named Miles that I met when I was in eighth grade and I still remember his name and what we talked about. Um, and he encouraged me to pray and he prayed with me. Um, and it's just, yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm just thinking of like high school ministry right now and uh, middle school ministry. Um, I just, I just walk away from conversations. I'm like, I don't know if like I did, there wasn't a lot of interaction there, but um, I just think <laughs> younger people, I mean, I was the same way aren't as, I don't want to say expressive because some people are extremely expressive, but, and yeah, so I'm just encouraged by that bit you were reading just to be, more on fire and um just be more loving to those around me to be honest so yeah it's 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 good to focus on that just good to focus on loving because yeah because i think love and and joy is it's so much i i say it's even more attractive than whatever bouncy house you know or yeah. like, i try to think <laughs> what other youth big youth group things get people to come to youth group yeah or, whatever cool game or however much pizza you can buy like that's yeah, not yeah. gonna like yeah 
the love and joy that you show to people um, is so much more attractive and it's going to get people to, yeah, to listen to what you have to say so yeah. much more powerfully. What's the challenge this week, Adam, or this month? We talked about a lot of things. We yeah, talked we about um, stepping out and yeah, stepping out and faith to have faith-based conversations, um, being one to initiate that. Uh, we talked about, yeah, being obvious with our faith and it's kind of last bit talking about, yeah, loving people and joy and creativity. Yeah. I would love the challenge to be something that could combine or connect the interior life with the exterior works you do. So I'm just yeah, trying to that's really good. You know, like take uh-huh. something from prayer into um, maybe this isn't super, uh, I don't want to say pragmatic, but just like in a time of prayer, just letting Jesus, asking Jesus for his joy, um, let him give you that joy and share that joy with somebody, whatever that looks like. I think that's a beautiful thing to just take what you receive in prayer and just bring it into your life and bring it to other people and just be a reservoir of, uh, yeah, the joy that Jesus offers us. Yeah. I think that's really good. Cause that's what happened to me on Monday. <laughs> so well, Maggie, what happened? Yeah, oh, Maggie, she, uh, we both know Maggie, um, but she, yeah, we had a time of like prayer with a bunch of youth ministers and, and she, yeah, prayed with me and just gave a word of encouragement to know that I can be joyful, especially in like, um, uh, my marriage and my marital life. Um, and that, yeah. And I think like the past few days have been some of the most fun and joyful times that I've had with Maya. So that's awesome. I think, yeah, just like speaking that to someone and just giving them permission to be joyful and to have fun um, yeah. in there. Yeah. It opened up. Yeah. The Holy spirit gave me something new when we prayed. So that's beautiful. That was really good. Um, yeah. So I think that's really good. Pray for more joy. Pray for more joy. Jesus by the power of the Holy spirit. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great testimony that's for, uh, for everyone stepping into that challenge. Yeah. So that'd be good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, have a good. Uh, no. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we're praying for you. Uh, please pray for us uh, as partners in mission. And we'll see you guys next time. God bless you. That's the best. I love Control F.